Hey, now say now, you're tuned in to the Wake Up and Win podcast, and I am your host, Devon Pouncey. We are here in the beautiful city of Portland, Oregon, at the Living the Dream Studios, and once again, D-Boy and Spencer Shea in the building, ladies and gentlemen, and everything in between. What's going on, fellas? What's happening yeah. with you, What's up, big dog? Glad to be back. Another week. This is three consecutive Wednesday nights that we've been in here, so I'm liking that. I'm liking that. We're really trying to gather the consistency around here with this podcast. I mean, it's a weekly podcast, but sometimes you might get it on a Monday, a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I told Friday. you I was ready, P. Yeah, we, Wednesday we, night, we, Wednesday night, night I'm here. Yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to change that. Schedule now. Right. We're, we're trying to change that. So now we're recording here on these Wednesday nights. We're releasing on these Thursday mornings. And that's what I like to see, and that's what I like to be a part of. Quick announcements before we dig into today's contents. First and foremost, I'm actually going to start promoting this now because we do record on Wednesday. Street Roots is always New Paper Day on Wednesday. So go out and support a Street Roots vendor. On this week's cover, we actually got Naomi Osaka. Um, she did a Q&A with one of our reporters by way of the INSP. Obviously, she just won. Uh, the big tournament out there at the Australian Open. So Naomi Osaka talked about a bunch of things from her heritage, being mixed race. She's half Japanese, half Haitian. Um, she talks about her athlete activism. She talked about owning a, a women's soccer team in North Carolina. So she just talked about a bunch of things. And that was actually released last week when she was playing in the Australian Open. But it is on our weekly publication this week. It's actually the cover story. So go out, support a vendor here in the city of Portland. They're all over the place. And you definitely will not be disappointed with the contents within it. Also, Portland State. Um, we don't any we don't have any home games this week, so I won't be on Pluto TV this week. But next week, the final two games um, will be the final two regular season games, I should say, will be here at home at the Viking Pavilion. Check it out on Pluto TV Thursday at 7 p.m. and Saturday at noon. Um, and they're doing really well right now. One six of their last seven on a four game win streak. So it's good to see what Portland State is been able to do for three consecutive years now when it comes to getting hot in February as March approaches. Last year, I thought they had a legitimate chance at being able to win the Big Sky Conference, but as they were in Boise, the COVID breakout hap happens in the NBA, and that just kind of has a ripple effect on everything across the entire sports landscape and just the world landscape. Well, in this case, we're speaking to America. So um, in, in this country, a lot of things just started to shut down. So they didn't even get an opportunity to play in their first conference uh, tournament game last year because it got canceled on the day of the game. Can I ask you a question, actually? Talk, talk to me. So do, what do you think is, like, the timeline that you could see a team like the Portland State Vikings get into, like, a, you know, Sweet 16 or something like that in an NCAA tournament? Like, is there a possibility for that? Do they have a strong enough program? Like, well, you're on the inside, so I've always wanted to ask. Well, that. absolutely. I mean, whoever wins the conference tournament gets the automatic bid, and because the Big Sky Conference is a mid-major, usually the only team that ever goes to the national tournament is whoever <laughs> is the winner of the Big Sky Tournament. Unless, obviously, you have a crazy strength of schedule earlier on in the year, which most teams in the Big Sky, they may pay some, play some Pac-12 schools, but... You know, there's SEC, ACC, there's bigger conference, bigger and better what some would deem to be power five conferences out there in the country. And the Pac-12 just isn't quite one of them. So 
it is a lot harder for the West Coast schools, I think the West Coast mid-majors in general, to be able to get into the NCAA tournament unless, obviously, they get the automatic bid, which everybody does if you win your conference tournament. So it's very likely that no team will make it except for the one team that wins the conference tournament. And Portland tournament. doesn't look like they're in contention for that. Well, last year, I thought they had a legitimate t- chance, too. They won six straight games going into the conference tournament. Um, this year, it's so up in the air because so many teams have played a, a, a wide ranging of games in regards to the number of games they play because there's been a lot of cancellations in Big Sky play. So what's going to happen in regards to seeding for the Big Sky Conference Tournament, it's not based on who has the best record. It's based on who has the best winning percentage in conference play because you got teams that have only played eight conference games and you got some teams that have played 20 and it's just all dependent upon these COVID breakouts that have taken place on certain weekends when games were scheduled and not, and they're not rescheduling these games to be played. Once they're canceled, they're canceled. It's no postponement. There's no, okay, we'll try to reschedule the game later. They're just going to go off straight winning percentage in regards to seeding. So it's going to be really weird to see in regards to, how seeding is going to play a factor in this year's Big Sky Conference Tournament is there still four uh, Big Sky games left, but I'm very interested in to see kind of how that plays out because winning percentage gives you an entirely different dynamic than actual standings where everybody is playing the even amount of games in conference play. Okay. Well, so they're not this year for Portland. No, I wouldn't say not this year. I mean, they won six out of their last seven. They're on a four-game win streak, and their trend has been they get hot when it matters later in the season the last three seasons i know two years ago um they won like six out of their last eight they ended up losing in the conference tournament in the second round of who was on 18 they had holland woods they had strickland that's what i was asking they yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) no no R.I.P. to Strickland. No disrespect. Absolutely. But absolutely. I, I was making a point. There. Well, yeah. yeah no, Woods, <laughs> Woods was on their team last year, too. I know you've Woods, seen him. Yeah, Woods, that boy. Woods was a monster. He was prime time good, college He's so basketball fun. TV. No, Every no. time I went, I yeah, was, was I was. That's literally, what I'm saying. It's like I notice more and more there's like crazy athletes coming out of these. Now, this Portland State team this year is more athletic than any of the other teams I've covered, even with Holland Woods there. Nobody with the playmaking ability of Holland Woods where – if stuff breaks down, you just put the ball in his hands. He'll break down a defender with his handle. He could finish at the rim. He had a decent shot, but because his handle was so good and he could finish so well, he knew how to create separation. He was a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal passer. So once he drew the defense's attention, and it's really hard to stay in front of that guy, so he drew other defenders often to have to help and and try to stop him from scoring a bucket, he was one of those guys that could just find you in the air and just before landing get a, a, a freakish pass off to the guy who was open yeah. rather than, you know, the, the mean, next guy who came from. He looks like the, the type player. of guy that could play in the league. Absolutely. He had yeah. the skill set to a little small, of course. Right. So, um, but we and, and he's absolutely, absolutely. And, and he's at Arizona state right now. And, I think next year, because everybody gets a freebie year this year, I do believe that next year, Remy Martin, who is the guy who's like the best player on Arizona State and is playing ahead of Holland Woods, will probably be a first-round draft pick. So he's not going to come back next year, even though he could technically because this year is a freebie. So I think once he leaves, 
Holland Woods will be able to step up and showcase himself a bit more in the Pac-12 as he was able to do in the Big Sky for the three years that he played at Portland State. But, yeah, like I said, I think they definitely... I don't want to say they have like a legitimate chance or that I think they're as hot as last year's team was going into the tournament just because there's so many disadvantages in regards to um, their experience. This is a brand new team. Last The last year's team had a lot of returners and they had Holland Woods who had been came their best player over the three years he was there. Um, but this year's team is more athletic, I think, than last year's team, and they can explode. And this team just started practicing the day or the week that they were able to play their first game. In fact, the first few games on their schedule got canceled because they hadn't been cleared. They were the last team, the last Division I basketball team in the country to be cleared to have any full contact practice or be able to play in games. So there's a lot going against them in that regard. But... Like I said, everybody's dealt with so much turmoil in regards to lack of games played, lack of experience by way of what the season brings to you. So I think it's really more up in the air this year than it's probably ever been. But if I had to pick a favorite in the big sky, it would be Eastern Washington. They're good consistently and they're at the top of the conference right now. Um, But let's get into it, fellas. We got Tiger Woods. You guys are both golfers. I'm not really a golfer. Um, But before we even get into the fact that he's a golfer, I just want to send my prayers out and my well wishes to Tiger Woods for a speedy recovery. Um, He got in a single car accident yesterday morning, fractured both legs, I believe, as well as broken ankle. So his lower extremities were definitely impacted by way of this car accident. Certainly it was scary news as We've seen scary news like no other in this last year or so. I would say starting with Kobe Bryant. Some people go even further back beyond just sports and, and go back to when Nipsey Hussle passed away. But when you talk about the unprecedented year that 2020 was, it started with the passing of Kobe Bryant. And then obviously we've dealt with a, a deadly pandemic amongst so many other things um the social justice fight that was crazy based on some wicked police brutality that we saw and now here you have this year we've already done an in memoriam session on an episode about people that have already passed away in 2021 fortunately tiger woods's life isn't in danger in that regard but it was certainly scary news to see hearing that he got in a single car accident yeah and When it comes across the feed, it's like the first thing you tend to think when that kind of news breaks is death now. And that's very unfortunate. I remember trying to read it very carefully to, like, make sure I was seeing, like, he's not dead, right? Mm -hmm. Because, I mean... Mm -hmm. Or in critical condition or or something. something It's crazy crazy that y'all say that because it's deeper even in that for me to where my, my mind programming is so fucked up. And I guess you could say post-traumatic stress just from the internet and all the people that I've known that have passed on that I grew up with that honestly if I see too much of a close-up high-definition picture of somebody now on my feed I feel like it's in memoriam type stuff and I'm serious like if I see too good of a picture the first thing I go to is the caption and make sure it's not saying RIP and then I'll finish looking at the quality, that's Do you wanna, is that crazy? You want to know something even crazier than that? Talk to me. Um, you know, I make a lot of news appearances and things of that sort. And back when George Floyd passed away, 
I was making these news appearances in regards to him passing away. So the captions and the headlines may have had like a in memoriam George Floyd type of situation, but you're seeing me Your face. during these broadcasts. <laughs> yeah. And I actually got a, a direct message from Sage the Gemini, of obviously very right. famous rapper, right. childhood friend of ours. And he DM'd me and he was like, man, my heart sunk to my ankles because when I saw this clip and the first thing that I saw was like rest in peace or in memoriam See? or something to that extent. See? And I saw your face. See? I thought it was you that passed that's, away. That's what that I mean. By, <laughs> yeah. I, and that's directly what I'm talking about. Where he my mind is said that. Like, He's like, I thought it was you like that legitimately passed away. It happens on a weekly basis now where I see too good of a picture and I go to read to make sure that's not the case and then I'll finish. Like I said, so that's a prime example. Yeah, because yeah. I've been there, done that. So I say all that to say... Um, I did the same thing as Spliff. I, I looked real care, real carefully. For some reason, I kind of, it was sent to me. So I read, lucky for me, I read my friend's text message. It was Trev Thurn. He sent the yeah. text and was like, Shout out to Trev, man. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> Tiger Woods just got in a uh, bad accident. I believe he even went as far as saying, um, you know, it looked like he broke his leg or something. And so because I read that before I seen it eased, that part of it for me. Right. But let me dive a little bit deeper. The scene that was posted, it was eerie to me. For one, it was... I can't compare it because obviously the Kobe situation was a lot different, but for one, it was about a year and a month to the date. Right. Almost. It was yeah. like January 26th, I believe, and I was, what, the 23rd yesterday? Yeah. So it was that close in time, time of year, and then just that eerie mangled car with his belongings outside of it with the dead grass around it just gave me so many vibes of like this is a death scene right here for real and so we say like the first thing we thought is death or critical condition the man is in critical condition no doubt his career that, that is, is critical condition it's, it, it, it's no it's no deeper than critical I woke up this morning at 5 30 and I I literally looked First thing I Googled this I morning was Tiger Woods update yep. because I knew somebody knew something overnight while I was asleep. And with the amount of broken bones that went through his went through his skin, as well as the amount of they say it was fragment, like it was no just straight bone. Every bone that broke broke in multiple places. So with that being said, that's critical condition stuff. And I love what Roy McElroy said. To, did y'all see what Roy said I to him? He said, because somebody asked him already, do you think Tiger will ever be able to golf again? He said, Tiger Woods is not Superman. The last thing we need to, that's the, it's far-fetched right now. Like, yeah. his son could have just lost his dad yesterday. Yeah. And I think wow. that in, in, in itself shows that this is a critical condition situation. And I'm just hoping, and that's why I posted yesterday, not only for a speedy recovery. I don't think it'll be speedy, but for a full recovery. And when I say that, him being able to, to just walk. enjoy the normal, you know, since that's in question right now, it's, it's critical, yeah. bro. I, it's critical. He was going know, from about to be trying to compete for a Masters, right? Dude, no doubt. And that's the thing that, like, you, like you were talking about, you know, you were saying, like, we're, we're like, conditioned now mm -hmm. to, I mean, essentially expect the worst. I mean, I mean, I would I would argue even outside of last year with the pandemic and Kobe and just like you know we lost yeah, so many people last year. It's a build up. It's it has been a build up to where it's like 
you expect the worst. So it, it's it's almost like it doesn't matter that like I mean to to the optics of the situation like it doesn't matter that it, it matters a hundred percent that that Tiger Woods is alive and that you know he has a chance at you know recovering recovering ultimately. you know. But it's like the trauma is still so deep rooted. Like you said, post traumatic stress disorder. Like mm-hmm. I feel like everybody has that right now. Mm-hmm. And and I don't even mean like just on these. I, I think like these celebrities and these athletes. Like you know, we put a lot of yeah, we're know, the outsiders stake right now. Into He's, people that we don't know yeah, and they yeah. affect our lives in this type of way. But it's like I think that there's merit to that in that you know we use these moments as like communal moments to be like we all understand each other's like pain or like perspective on like loss and like you know without you saying that like it's funny that you say that like i've actually haven't heard somebody say out loud that like i have to like prepare myself for like mm-hmm. is this person okay? you know what i mean mm-hmm. like is this person okay mm-hmm. like it's almost like every time you get on the internet or you get into this social scope that you have to like Hold prepare tight, yourself. Like prepare but yourself. Also, yeah. Something that's but yeah, gonna be yeah. And it's also like for you. You know, g- going to what you said, but also tying it into what we said uh, about Rory. It's it's one of them things where, also because of how we look at these uh, athletes and these entertainers and all that, they're almost like superhuman superheroes in a meaning of invincibility. If you that what was the main? We never thought this would happen to Kobe, but Kobe believes this. It, it's a, it's yeah. a He's yeah. a human, you feel yeah, me? Absolutely. And whether it's by car, boat, train, or plane, or whatever, it's like it could happen to any human, as unfortunate as that sounds. And so I think in these moments, you do see a, a sense of community and coming together because it's that reminder that it's bigger than sports, it's bigger than any... This is He's life human. we're talking He's a about, human. you feel me? Yeah, yeah. This is the, that is a something that was exposed to the world that was probably the closest Tiger Woods has ever come to death. And that's coming from somebody who's had a long history of a lot of different things. He's been in car accidents. He's been arrested. He's had his media moments. He's had a a troubled past in a sense. And that's why I've I've stayed away from the conversation around is Tiger ever going to play right. sports again? It's not relevant. Should it's we not be relevant. talking about Tiger Woods' mm-hmm. legacy right now? Like, to me, I don't even care about the legacy because this is one of those moments where you get to see, like, that masculine heroism that we do attach to these athletes right. go completely yeah. out the window. Right. So, so for out me, the window. So for me, you know, I'm seeing people struggling with trying to grapple with how we converse about what just happened to to Tiger Woods because he's Tiger Woods and what does this mean for Tiger Woods' future? I don't really care about Tiger Woods' future right now. I just hope that the guy is okay. In sports, you don't care about his future in sports. Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. I don't care about his future in sports and, and, and I don't care about what his legacy should or should not be or will or won't be based on this event. That just took I place yesterday. I think yesterday already showed what it'll be. But he I mean, has a humongous yeah, amount I, of love. We were, and I, we were talking earlier, bro. What you said, uh, I, I would love for you to repeat it because it was really awesome about uh, what uh, John Canzano was saying. Yeah. But I mean, just like, uh, you know, I, I'll let you tack on, but like, yeah, it's like Tiger Woods, regardless of if he ever picks up a golf club again, like his legacy's already in it's, stone. And that's what for, I was saying. Yesterday showed me that he almost got 
the kind of love as if he did pass. I looked at a couple of golf pages that I follow since getting into the game again, and it's an outpouring of love, and he are like everybody showing love and respect for everything he went through. Yeah. Don't get me well, wrong. He was one of the most hated men in the world for a minute. Yeah, absolutely. Right you know, like, absolutely. And, 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 and it does. Yeah. It puts these things in perspective, <laughs> ultimately. Sure. So I don't knock people that do have these conversations because I understand when you hear something like that and when you speak to the traumas that social media bring on to us because we have to kind of get tense to know what it is that we will or won't see or you know you never know what you're going to open up that app and see see. in regards to somebody's life no longer existing i I scarcely ever open it up and and have that same like sort of hope or like that same sort of feeling in like a hopeful way it's usually always like i open up twitter in the morning for instance and i'm like okay mm-hmm. what shitty thing am i gonna see today yeah mm-hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely or, or just and I outlandish think or crazy and, and yeah, a part yeah. of that is a media issue as well because a, a lot of headlines and you know a lot of media does thrive off of negativity because that's what draws the most attention and that's what makes people have to grapple with certain conversations in a particular way because mm-hmm. of the framing of a lot of what we see in a bunch of these publications and i'm not speaking to whether the news is fake or real i'm just speaking to the attention grabbing things that we see within the media space because people want to get clicks so that their news can be consumed especially in this here digital era where people are trying to compete and they don't really quite fully understand how it is that they're competing or what kind of crisis it is that we're creating in other ways of consumption because we're trying to adapt to these new ways of getting our news published and getting our news out there. So it's definitely the conversation can kind of go all over the place in just regard to social media and how things are put out there. But ultimately, like I said, for me, I'm just glad that he's he's expected to live first and foremost, Facts. and I just want him to recover, take his time recovering, to see and that the, he golf was stuff, the, the golf stuff we can talk about yeah, way down the road. further yeah. down the road He was conscious, today. though, when, when they yeah, tended when to they, him, which yeah. was a great sign, because, once again, with that many rollovers and how yeah, the car looked, you worried about head injuries. You worried about head injuries. Yeah. Um, a note to not only you kids, but you adults, too, because I see a lot of careless, reckless adults. He was wearing his seatbelt. And they said they think that attributed to why he is fighting for broken bones to be repaired other than no longer you being know, here dude, with and us. Did, and and I, after seeing that car, I, I was the one my parents embedded it in me since I was young. You won't catch me driving without a seatbelt on. But it's a lot of people who don't. And after seeing that car, I can personally pretty much bet my bank account on it that nobody would survive that if they didn't have a seatbelt on. Yeah, I mean, I can I can agree with that. And <laughs> I just want to say, this might be a little controversial right now, but, like, I, I do want to address that, like, there's... I, I, I try to get on the internet, and I follow a lot of different people, and I have, like, a lot of conversations. As you guys well know, we're doing it right now. But, like, a lot of people are saying some things like, well... Was he high on prescription pain medication? People say all that. It's it's to be expected when it's a part of his past. And that's what I'm always... I mean, like I said, I don't want to dive too deep into it because I don't really want to attach negativity to him. But if you want to put... If you want to read between the lines, it was a lot of negativity attributed to Kobe Bryant's passing too. 
So, once again, this is the internet. I take it as deep as much as I read an article yesterday of a, a platform that thought they was covering it and said Tiger Woods was 33 years old. Like, come on, bro. It, it, that's, like, that's so, like, that's what that's what he means by the media exactly, and just exactly, trying to be first. And trying to have, you know who actually <laughs> tweeted something wild, out? Bro. And, and let me go find it. Let me go find the tweet real quick. But who, who had the best tweet? Jesus. Who had the best tweet? I thought of the day yesterday, and I gotta try and go find it. Um, but I'm scrolling here. But it was Bomani Jones, and he was essentially oh, he was man. essentially speaking to his younger colleagues in the sports media industry and basically saying it's okay to not report anything See? until we know exactly, and I'm paraphrasing here, but until we know yeah. exactly what's going on. You don't have to rush to tweet about it. See? You don't have to rush to say anything about it, and I'm still searching for this tweet. Yeah, but because, and while it's you're okay searching, we'll, we'll elaborate that. on because that. It's like, it's, exactly, because it's like, <laughs> look at how it affects yeah, the right. psyches If of you can't even that, get the age right, I can't take none of this more article credible, whether it's where he's got injured at, what kind of surgery is being information is so dangerous but it's it's more so dangerous for us as consumers than it is for the people writing it for sure and i tell you that because we're the ones being traumatized by that absolutely man a hundred you know what i mean and and it's it's really unfortunate and it just it's really unfortunate like you said i would think that I'm going to see some negative way before I think, oh, I'm going to have this life-changing DM or some great inspiration that somebody directly sent right. to me. It's like that. That is so far and few in between that it's just like, it's, it's really sad, bro. But Absolutely. at the same time, social media got a lot of his... You found a tweet? Yeah, yeah. Talk it to it me. just said, quick one for my younger colleagues. It's okay to wait until we know what exactly is going on. And that was the tweet. And he didn't have to say Tiger's yeah. name. Yeah, he yeah. didn't have to elaborate it, it more into that. But ten words. those words, everybody <laughs> understood what it was that Bomani was getting at. So, yeah, like I said, again, for me, I'm just praying for Tiger's recovery, for his family, as they're all dealing with all that, I hope that he feels the love, his family feels the love, because it certainly had us all on the edge of our seats and worried yesterday. And I just hope that, like I said, he bounces back and recovers, I and I'm glad his, he's not I pray dead. for his mental. Yeah. yeah. Everybody, and think yeah. of that. You know what I mean? For him yeah. to be conscious through this whole thing, I'm sure they put him down heavy through the surgeries, but for him to be conscious and aware... Uh, I pray for the man's mental because, like I said, it's kind of a no-brainer that we don't even need to discuss what his future may or may not be in golf. That part is cemented, and the legacy is there already. But to go from, like I said, just leaving an invitational photo shoot for Golf Digest and golfing with Dwayne Wade the day before and preparing for a Masters, hoping that your back surgery would be the only hiccup in the road or the bump in the road, to this, that... I can only imagine how much that that could take on you. It's not like yeah, that, something that we see where it's on your terms. You feel me? I think it's pretty haunting. No, for sure. For sure. I'm glad you brought that up because I think it, it leads to a larger conversation in regards to when we say the word recovery, especially in this case where we're talking about an athlete that's dealing with an injury. 
I think that when we say the word recovery, the physical and the mental should hold as much value. No, but that's why I say it, 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 it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. But I'm saying I, I do think that, that it should going forward. Uh -huh. It's like yeah. when a, we had Jason Verrett, the Jason Verrett yeah. interview Yo, was absolute sure. gold. Absolutely. And I think that episode is one that you can refer to in regards to what athletes actually go through mentally Mental. when they deal with and injury, whether it be a car crash, a, a torn ACL, and Achilles. Like we should just start normal. Like the, yeah. We should start normalizing when we say, say recovery. We're speaking to the physical as well as the mental, and they both man, are on an even playing man, field in that man, regard. Let me, let me say, bro. Let me say, man. Like you're so right, especially because like like we were talking about how these athletes and and these um, entertainers, we can relate to them on like a normal level. You know, like that is the most of the recovery that normal everyday people have to do in their lives. Yeah, Everybody period. has to make recoveries on traumas or whatever. It may not be at the magnitude of a yeah, guy like a Tiger yeah. trying to whatever. Yeah. But look, man, like even on like a different level, like this is why it's so important not to spread that misinformation and to keep things very human and to absolutely give the same amount of respect or or, or more respect yeah. to the mental aspect of it. Because like mm -hmm. just as Tiger Woods hurts his back and is struggling to try to come back and win you know, uh, 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 major tournaments that are going to make him millions of dollars. Like you got a, the, the, the guy that works at the electric company who rolls his ankle and is like, now I have to like, I can't work as much. And now my family's, it's like, mm -hmm. like your ankle ain't hurting as much as Tiger Woods getting in a car crash. But the, the, the mental hurt of trying to recover and trying to find ways to every day, like, get better and to like you know re-galvanize your spirit to to go and and feed your family or or just to feel good take a walk with your girl or whatever it is it's mm -hmm. like and honestly if if we gave athletes the mental space to you know grow and we and we cared and were considerate about that i guarantee you at least if, if i was to surmise i guarantee you that all of this trauma that you feel when you get on the internet and you see things that like make you feel a certain type of way, and it, and it and it sort of denigrates your hope. Like it would make people feel better, man. Well, I think it, it is would. true when, when you would. when you speak to that because you said we probably should when we say the word recovery and we use the word recovery. I just said that we should normalize both equally, but I do think when you look at it from sort of like an equity lens that we probably should prioritize mental recovery before the so. physical recovery yeah, because, because most it has to catch to up. More. It hasn't been normalized yet, and it has to catch yeah, up and, in that and, regard. And, and the only way that it does catch up is Facts. if you prioritize it. Facts. It's not going to happen if both are going at the same momentum, at the same pace, at the same speed, or getting treated the same, yet physical recovery has yeah. been prioritized and is such further advanced in regards to yeah. how we perceive if it we can make as such society advancements in physical recovery why yeah, can't we sure. do it with mental for sure absolutely and, and we're gonna i'm sure we're gonna transition into the next topic i just want to leave it on the fact that with this last note or piece of thought why i even went into this to bring up the mental health side of it is that you know when people have these great careers and we, we get to know them, not on a personal level, but whether we idolize them, look up to them, or just respect their greatness. Um, and I don't want to personalize this. All I'm going to say is I know from experience what it feels like to have a passion be stripped from you as opposed to 
not going out on your terms, if that makes sense. Yeah. And in no means am I writing off Tiger Woods. I'm not. I I I'm praying and hoping that you for the best, whatever that may be for him. But I'm telling you from a mental standpoint, when you're not able to walk away from something on your terms, it, it's a little bit tougher to deal with. In addition to how the root of what we know, you know, about the facts. So, Absolutely. Prayers man. to Tiger, man. Prayers All the way around. Tiger, and man. his family. Because this his is family. a blow to everybody connected He's been through a lot. Him. I feel like he can get through this too. Facts. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I believe in his recovery mentally first and then physically after. Because as I mentioned, I think from an equity lens, because physical um, recovery has gotten so much more attention. And as you said, there's been so many more advancements in that regard. We need to treat the mental recovery as the same. And the only way that that can catch up to physical is if we prioritize the mental. Um, let's transition to Meek Mill. The rapper Meek Mill came out. Um, and there was a verse that was leaked, actually, so he didn't come out. But essentially, there was a verse that was leaked, and he said a bar about the one and only Kobe Bryant and Vanessa Bryant came out and she did respond to it. But before I speak on Vanessa Bryant's response, I just want to be able to give a little context here. And I'm going to try to rap Meek Mill's bar as if I'm Meek Mill, but no, nah, I'm just playing. But I, I'm, I am going to I am going to give you the lyrics <laughs> of the bar. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't this this B I'm effing always tell me that she loved me, but she ain't never showed me. Yeah. And if I and if I ever lack. I'm going out with my chopper. It'd be another Kobe. Now, the song hadn't been released. The verse got leaked. But Vanessa Bryant, Kobe Bryant's widow, did respond. And she says, Dear Meek Mill. She tagged him. She posted this on the story. She says, Dear Meek Mill, I find this line to be extremely insensitive and disrespectful. Period. I am not familiar with any of your music, but I believe you can do better than this. If you are a fan, fine. There's a better way to show your admiration for my husband. This lacks respect and tact. React, fellas. Vanessa, I love you because you heard Meek Mill music before. You I, are familiar yeah. with Meek Mill music. That's Even though I'm that's a, the I'm, least important but, but takeaway I know, from I'm, I'm going to start off with that, I, I but that was, that was... He's a, from Philly. Kobe's from Philly. She's that, familiar that with Meek Mill. That was a slight jab. I'm, I'm just going to say that first. That was petty. That was a pretty stiff jab. That's what I'm saying. That was a jab. That was a clean look. Because it was so unimportant to the bigger picture... And her even putting that in there is how I knew it was a straight jab and it was petty. So that's first off and foremost. Not that that's the most important, but yeah. I can't help but... To, she's I, heard Meek Mill. I was waiting to... to, to he's one of the biggest rappers She got kids, she got daughters. She's heard of Meek but, Mill. But he's even, been on the radio. But like, even beyond that, like I said, Kobe's from Philly and Meek Mill is from Philly. Right, she's like, familiar she with some of his music. She's probably been in the same basketball game Come on, game bruh. Come on, right? Absolutely. Okay, so furthermore... um. Everybody knows we got a Kobe memorial right here in this in this studio. We know that I'm a huge Kobe fan. I didn't have that much of a problem with it because I understood that he was trying to make a bar. It just wasn't that like even it. Ah, like, he's like, taking the real you, rapper. You, no, I'm serious. Like, but yeah, you're I, the I'm rapper. Being, That's I'm being I want honest though. Like the 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 it might have been. Let me. I, I want to word this correctly. His, the bar wasn't that good, so it was unnecessary to say. It didn't make or break the bar. What me knowing what he was talking about, he was talking about going out with his gun. Yeah, with his gun. So, yeah. so 
because he was referring to the gun being a chopper, being a chopper, and Kobe, and, died, and on Kobe died on a helicopter. It was a, in, it was chopper. slightly insensitive. It did, it wasn't that good in, in my opinion. It just wasn't the a good. Was weak and the, we didn't get to see how it was wrapped. So yeah, and that's, that's, and that's what I'm saying. Which is I, which is hard. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that being the way that you receive something like that because I 100 percent agree with you. By the way, oh bro. cool, I'm surprised. Like, I thought that was gonna be a wild take. No, dude, I genuinely believe. Look, I read it three times to make sure. Like, am I am I? You know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a I'm a I'm a you know talker guy, artist, singer. You know, and I I would consider myself ultimately just like a comedian, and like comedians have a very strict like. Every joke is coming from the same place. You're just trying to make somebody laugh. Mm-hmm. It could very well come out to be offensive, and mm-hmm. people go, "Yo, that was not cool." Mm-hmm. But it's like it, it's a like someone's just trying to make a joke, and mm-hmm. an artist is exactly he's just trying to make a bar. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm team. He should be able to say whatever he's what he wants to say. And I think even on paper, the bar didn't look great. Right. But that's my that's but it was, my argument is it's like. Like you said, I'm going to try to rap it like Meek Mill. We didn't hear the record. We didn't hear how it was rapped. We don't know what the emotion behind it was. We don't know the context around the song. But we know enough of the words that gives us the answers to all of that. I'm going to be honest. We know how we heard it. It's like the verse was leaked. That's how we even got it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If people heard it, for one, for two, we know he didn't sing it. We know he probably yelled the verse like he yells all other one million ninety nine of his verses. He's Even though I like his music, style, he has yeah. a uniform sound. So I'm pretty sure just off of hearing him read it, I said it in my head how I think he rapped it. I think that didn't make or break the decision that I'm making. You I know think me? what it ultimately came down to, like I, I understand in regards to, I mean, we come from the West Coast where we grew up listening to some of the most vulgar rap, gangster rap from the NWA days and the list goes on and on. Like, I don't know if there's a region that has, that produces more vulgar, more vulgar rap than the West coast does. So I'm not necessarily in my feelings in regards to the bar and him being able to say it or not say it. I just think it simply comes down to, you got to read the room. And what I mean by you have to read the room is in this situation, he's talking about Kobe Bryant. But the triggers go so much farther beyond Kobe Bryant because there were kids involved in that same accident, because there was nine people that passed away in that accident. So whenever we speak about Kobe Bryant passing away because he is Kobe Bryant, we don't always take into consideration the fact that there were eight other people, including youth, including children that died in that very same accident. So in Vanessa's case, obviously it's her husband. So that alone can trigger, but she lost her daughter in that same accident, her daughter's teammates. So I think Meek just didn't read the room. Like I said, in a case where maybe like this might sound messed up, but in a case where maybe Kobe was the only person to pass away in that crash it may have. I'm not saying it, it's can guaranteed. I, can I been, yeah, it may can have I, been received a little bit different. But 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 you know. but like I, I saw a bar the other day. Um, you had the record Miss Officer, and somebody posted a bar basically trying to defend me, and they did the whole beat it like a cop. Rodney King, baby, yeah, beat it like a That's cop. That's very true. But He's but, that in, but yeah. Rodney King was a singular incident in regards it's, to what I happened think that, that day. Bar was worse than Meek Mill. I, I think too. it was. 
I think it may have, may, whether it was worse or not, I, I hear you, but we didn't critique that bar the way that we should have uh, in, in the way no, that we are this time I, around. We didn't have the same t- type of discourse around me, political. I agree 100%. The conversation was completely different well, at that time. I'll go as far, and I don't know if you guys looked into it, but I sure as hell did. Meek Mill had, he responded to her politely, but he, he, had, a, he had a tweet that he responded I first did not see that wasn't response. so good. His first response, so his first tweet was basically saying something along the lines of like, you know, it's rap, like people should be able to say what they want, freedom of speech, something along those lines. And then he responded, you know, to her directly and was like, no disrespect, whoop-de-whoop. But I think he did read the room. That That's what I'm trying to say to you. I think the masses didn't see that. It wasn't a trigger to the masses as much as it was to his family. And when you compare the numbers, once again, maybe for Meek it didn't mean as much or he didn't think that far as as far as reading the room that a small percentage of people, and when I say small, that's point something percent compared to his community fan base. And yeah. and that's what I'm that's well, what I I'm mean, thinking of it. I mean, I'm what Vanessa was saying in that jab she took was essentially saying like Meek, I don't respect your artistry it, enough exactly. to be able to make this kind of like if your a and, good friend of yours mm-hmm. like husband or wife died, you wouldn't even go to the funeral and make a speech if you didn't go directly to their widow or widower and say, "May I have your blessing mm-hmm. to say a few words?" And that's about the your, thing. I you know think he's saying? too seasoned in no the one game. Even, I don't bet you no one has come to Vanessa and been like, "Can I?" offer you some oh, sort I'm sure of... it has. I mean, I'm sure it has, but I'm just saying I in mean, this maybe. regards, bro, I just feel like Meek is the expectancy of his, how smart he is, because I do think he's... Absolutely. I do Very think he's bright. smart. He's Very bright. bright. And then the, 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 the experience that you have, like I said, just me right now, being the artist that I am, I believe that you have to even to mention Kobe's name, make Kobe as a title of your song, that shit gotta be very elite. It has to be on point. It has to be on point. Has you to can't be on play point. with that. So that was more of my thing. Like, I read it to try to understand the disrespect, and it was like, it, should, it, it wasn't good enough to have to even be mentioned for this to even be a controversy, if that makes sense. It just wasn't the yeah. chopper, and I get it. We call helicopters choppers. I get what he was doing there. It was a weak bar, so it was unnecessary. And for that reason, he should have left it alone. Yeah, like like I said, I I, and, <laughs> I don't and know. I, I, I don't know if it was to say whatever you want, honestly. But I, I mean, I, yeah, you're gonna I, have to deal I'm with just the saying. But, but you, yeah, you, you yeah, should you be able say to say what you want, but. Like I said, to when you're speaking of somebody of that magnitude and they pass in a way that they pass, like he mentioned, with people, with the family still being very freshly traumatized and grieving and so with close this. To the it's so it's close to yeah. everything. It was just too soon, if anything. Uh, I, well, to, to, then, to, it was uh, it just was it I didn't need to. And even speaking of that, okay. and, and okay. this is why, and this is why I don't necessarily critique Meek Mill from a standpoint of timing or anything like that, because it was a leaked verse. Who knows if that record would have ever been released? 
Who knows when it would have been released? It wasn't like it was a song that had been uploaded and it had been released on whatever platform, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, so on and so forth. So I don't really critique Meek in that regard. And because I don't know the context of a record, the verse was leaked. It may have never went out ever had it not been leaked and somebody had gotten a hold of it. So I don't think I don't, it was coming out. I don't think it was coming out. <laughs> maybe because I forget uh, who it was. Unless it's a really great song. Yeah, baby it song. Maybe, it it may, we don't know. It might have been Lil Baby. I think it was Lil Baby song. Then it probably would have come it out. It would have came out. Well, but then you also got Lil Baby's team might not have let that come out either. I just, I, like I, I said, I, 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 that's far and few in between. It's neither here nor there. It was leaked and I think that helps Meek's cause. Like, yeah, you know, I, I, I guess so. I guess I guess it really just goes to show. It's like okay, dude, just Kobe, not yet for the Kobe stuff. I guess you know, yeah, right? Let yeah. Vanessa be the arbiter of that. I mean, she's the only one that I think that like respectfully. I, yeah, respectfully. I hear you. I hear you. I, I can agree with that one hundred percent. And I think he's elite. I think Meek Mill is elite enough where he could have used a dope ass Kobe line. That's what I'm basically saying. I don't think he was out of pocket for saying Kobe's name. I think it was in the context. He just said the B word, the F word. He was talking about some bullshit. And then it led up to a Kobe uh, Bryant, weak, uh, weak ass. Yeah. yeah, That's what my issue with it was. Not that he used the name, but he could have used it better. He, he got more bars than that. Well, Meek Mill, Meek Mill did come out and say that he apologized to Vanessa Bryant. Um, I'll read the tweet right here. He said, I apologize to her in private earlier today, not to the public. Nothing I say on my page directed to an internet viral moment or the family of a grieving woman. If you care about someone grieving, change the subject. So I would imagine he got his apology out the way and the conversation doesn't need to come up any further um, but obviously, this is still Kobe Bryant. This is Meek Mill. This is Vanessa Bryant. These are like prominent figures in sports and in culture. And us being a podcast that that discusses topics that intersect where the, where those two industries intersect, I, I, th- I just felt like we had to bring it up. So they said yeah. they said his first. Let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Um, they said his first tweet. Did he deactivate now? But yeah, I, I'll get back to it and pull up his first tweet. But his first tweet was not that temperature at first. Absolutely, absolutely. Moving right along, did y'all see the Cam Newton incident with the young kid Yeah. who called him out? And I'm not going to play the audio. I thought about playing the audio, but the reason why I don't want to because I feel like if I play the audio of the first video, I also need to play the audio to the second video where they had the second interaction with each other because... Obviously, the two videos tie together, but essentially for those who did not see it, Cam Newton was hosting some kind of seven-on-seven football camp, and there was a young player from a team that was not Cam Newton's team that was calling Cam Newton out, telling him he was weak, telling him he's a free agent, he's no longer good at football. Cam (laughs) Newton's response basically was like, I'm rich, I'm I'm rich. rich. And then from there, <laughs> Cam Newton had to kind of catch himself Damn. because the kid was talking. Stop. He was talking spicy, but I think Cam had to catch himself and realize 
I can't keep having what a back and forth I'm with this kid. Man. So now he's asking the kid, man, where's your dad at? Where's your dad at? <laughs> Why where's do you think he has that? Where, 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 where did this conversation take place? This was on a football. It was like a seven on seven football event, like camp tournament. And he was just going in. And the kid was just going in, just hammering. You're trash, Cam. You're a bum. You're a free agent. Cam responds and says, well, I'm rich. He said, well, you about to be broke. Like, it was just, the kid was going in, and the video just went super viral. Dude, the funny thing is, like, that kid, that kid should have got his mouth washed out with soap talking to a grown man so spicy like that. But the thing that makes Cam look so crappy is, is he watched that video. I mean, it's like the kid said something, and Cam Newton doesn't even waste a single second without getting butt hurt. I was about to well, say, he let it get to him. You well, immediately. Well, I, well, you can't say that because you never know when the video Wait, was started man, up guess, or I how guess, long he was heckling him. So I don't think you can quite say that. Was the kid may around? have been heckling. Was it that around? No, no sure we never seen. We never saw the dad, but, but the kid <laughs> did. The kid was big man. The kid did ultimately. So basically, just to kind of put the timeline together, so that happens, and then they have another interaction later on where Cam essentially is like asking the kid. He claims that. They, they squashed it, and they got it all figured out. But now he's asking the kid, like, well, what did you do today? Like, you talking about me being a bum and me not being this and me not being that. But oh, you just went out head. there and performed at camp today. And what did you do? And it didn't sound, the kid didn't have anything that sounded that great. He tried to, like, say, watch the film, watch the tape or something to that extent. But it wasn't. See nothing? Yeah, it, exactly. it wasn't good. So no one even filmed you. No one had a camera on you. So kid. ultimately, first and foremost, good. I think. The kid was flat out disrespectful. Speaking Hella. to Cam Newton like Hella. that, he was absolutely disrespectful. Disrespectful. Cam's a legend. Cam has accomplished so much, and the kid was foul. And the kid did ultimately come out with an apology to Cam. His piece, you know, saying he wasn't raised that way. His parents, I'm pretty sure, you know, got up in him and let him know that I that was fabricated bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so, but but also with that, like. I, I do appreciate the fact that Cam went to interact with him again. And here's the reason why. Cam could have been anal about it and just, like, gave up on the kid. Kicked him out of the camp, told him to leave because this is Cam Newton's camp. He could have really, you know, wrote the kid off and tried to really ruin that kid's life in a way where he might not have gotten the opportunity to be able to come back to these types of camps. And who knows, he still may have to answer to this particular incident later on down. No, it was black, black. It was a black kid. Yeah. Yeah. The kid was black and he was, that makes it even different. And he was talking spicy to cam, like spicy. He was talking foul. So like again, but, but in those situations, it's like, you know, the kid came out in apology and said that, it, you know, part of it was in the spirit of competition. Who knows if he was playing against Cam Newton's team? I don't know. There's so much more that could have happened part before that. Part of it is he might as well not go to no more camps because he won't be getting on nobody. Like, it's too big of a – that college coaches look at your Twitter. Uh, they look at you. I think he just – I think he'll be fine. No, I think he's done. I just think that you need to be able to find a metric in which to punish kids like that, like to talk a bunch of shit. To, to people that go out and work hard. But he talked and a bunch of shit and he didn't even do nothing at the camp, so he probably didn't have a chance anyway. And now no, he really dude, just dude, he, listen, listen, even if he was even if he was the he was the outright, yeah. even if he was the outright star of the camp. Right. It's like, dude, you need to have a modicum of respect going into these things, just in the fact that like 
We're all just people just trying to we're playing football. Dude, I hear you. you know I hear you. Like, and like I said, on, he's man. a kid, so I don't really. How old did he? I don't really. I think he was, he was a high was schooler. 14. He was that's, a high that's, schooler. That's too much. He was, was a high 15. schooler. That that's fine. But but ultimately, what I'm speaking more to is the fact that in this situation, I looked at Cam Newton as a coach, and coaches tend to be very egotistical whenever they are challenged in any way by a player, and they tend to make decisions to try to make themselves feel good because they usually have more pl- more power than said player. He didn't Who use knows? his power He didn't negatively. use his power to, to, to diminish this kid's existence as a football player. Like, he actually kind of gave him the platform yeah, to a bubble by saying, moment. hey, using it as a teaching moment and saying, hey, well, what did you go out there and do today? Like, we had our altercation earlier. Cam could have never reacted to the kid again. And Cam posted this second video as well on his social media. So it was certainly a teachable moment. But far too often, we do see coaches who egos get in the way of a lesson being taught and all of this. So I actually I, just think I actually garner more respect for Cam for the way he responded and I hope the kid I, actually learns from it and I hope more coaches learn from it because you never know what these kids are dealing with in other aspects of their life to where I, it just came out the way it came out in this situation. Obviously none of us agree with how it came out at but minimum, it I'm came sure Cam out. could have helped put him in a position and at 14 years old or in high school or nearing high school I agree with Spliff. You got to have a level of understanding yeah. and respect already. I get you're being a kid and this and that, but it's certain things that you are. I don't think anybody totally disagrees with that. But that's right. my but, point. I don't think know, I don't think anybody disagrees with that. Not really, <laughs> but but not really. Not 14 really. Fourteen is not too old, and that's where and that's where to me I don't want to really speak on the kid. Making no, no, no. a decision at mean, 14 years old. About, I'd rather about, speak about the adult on, who on, responded talk- and reacted to a kid. Listen, I'm not talking about him making adult decisions like you, what we all make. I'm talking about he's 14 years old. He I'm knew sure what he's you're been talking about. I, I know exactly what you're talking, talking about. Yeah. But like, it, I mean, but in you, a football sense. But I mean, this in a football is, sense. But you like, also he, have to remember this. But you also have to remember this, and it's like, this is a kid Thanks, growing man. up. This yeah, is he, a kid he, growing he up in a social media era where that viral moment might have been huge because who knows the reaction. I mean, he was getting somebody a reaction. Check his followers. He got Go a reaction out of Cam. He might he's be getting a reaction from everybody around him. Absolutely. He got a reaction out of Cam, clearly. He was getting a reaction around from everybody that was around him. And when him, NFL season starts, this moment will be talked about again once that happens. <laughs> yeah, as sure. soon as Cam yeah. throws his first yeah. interception. As soon as he gets on his feet. As soon as he signs on his feet. He'll be like, oh, that kid got to him. See? See? So yeah, the like second he signs, we'll hear some headline about it. Yeah, from arguing with a kid to being on the Carolina <laughs> Panthers again. You know, like, they're gonna do yeah, some shit. So, like so that. like I said, shout out to Cam because, like I said, I think we all agree that the kid made a, a very wrong decision in that instance. But I don't think it was necessarily just about that. I think what was more important was the reaction and the response because some kids come up in areas where it's a lot of. Ish talking going on. It's a lot of stuff going on, and a lot of coaches can't relate. And we talk about often, far too often right now, it's a huge conversation in the NBA in particular, where we have these disparities within coaching where there's no relatability. So Cam, being somebody that grew up in Atlanta, is black, 
and comes from maybe somewhat of a similar background from that kid, his reaction may have been a little different from that said if it was uh, Peyton Manning football camp <laughs> or if it was a white quarterback essentially and this kid was critiquing him for whatever their performance was, the reaction probably could have been completely different and they would have just, the kid just would have been an X on the list and now a lot of his opportunities are diminished. So I rock with Cam for the way he responded. Um, let's see, we got anything else, fellas? I think that was what you said. Oh, the All-Star snub. Oh, yeah, NBA All-Star snub. Devin Booker was the biggest snub, first and foremost. I mean, realistically, Dame not being a starter was the biggest. Hell no. No, 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 no. No, uh, not after I just seen it last, last night. night. I saw what Luca did last night. <laughs> but before, hey, but right. hold up though. In the defense of that, before the All Star game, before the the votes came out, D- Damian Lillard and him went head to head, and Luca missed the the game winner, and Dame didn't. All I'm saying is, listen, I know That's it's not how it's calculated, cuz. What do you I'm, mean? I'm, they 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 already got the voting before Luca played last night. No, I know. I'm saying that they ain't look at it like, oh, Dame made the shot and he didn't. Yeah, He's the starter. Hold up, no, I, I understand that. How they generally make the calculations is based on stats and team records. Yeah, and his stat line is better than Dame's. But Dame is going to give you the. It. The Dame is gonna give you by a pretty substantial. No, it's not by a substantial amount. The Blazers ain't just doing great. As far as the standings go, I'm just saying. I'm about to break it down. All right, whatever, man. I'm gonna break it down. He's a Blazer fan. He's a Blazer fan. We got a homer here. God, forever, man. Watch this. When did the Blazers play? Yesterday. Last night. Okay, look at this. Okay, so the last three games. They only lost by five last night. I mean, the last three games. The Blazers are 18 and 13. The Mavericks are 15 and 15. It's not substantial amount. That's three games. So I'm saying all that to say, once again, Luka is averaging like 38 and 8. We're we're not getting a well. We're not getting that from Dame. Mind you, Dame is more athletic than Luca, faster. All this shit we know, but we're not getting a wholesome stat line from Dame. We're getting some big moments, some viral moments. Well, I mean, I I mean, I I hear you in regards to and that's not a downplay on Dame. I I hear you in regards to comparing. It's not a snub. I do think it was a snub, though. I do think that's what. But but it's not a bigger snub is that of Yeah, it's not nearly as big of snub. It's a snub where I can understand why it didn't go his it's, way it and really, i could it's just a it's just an illustration of how the the uh, dude the media of uh, like affectation of the way that we view these guys like the fact that devin booker wasn't in the all-star consideration so wait, go deeper all. into this before we go into devin booker because I, I heard because, this twice now. Do y'all think Luka is more popular or gets more love? Absolutely. I, yeah, 100%. When That's you say international. more love. So well, he's more from, love. He's European. So, he's just so younger. He's younger. He's not his fault. His ceiling no, is higher. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because he's 21 and Dame is 30, technically Luka has a higher ceiling. The NBA. Than so why is it a snub then? Even though I'm agreeing I, with y'all, I'm tra- you guys are basically The snub why. was this. The snub was, in my opinion, the snub was this. The way that it goes, it comes down to the voting breakdown and the voting. No, no, no. no, I'm telling you, this all plays into it. No, 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 no. This matters a lot, and the reason why this matters a lot is because coaches and the players. You're gonna say it's 25. It's it's 25 percent coaches. It's 25 percent players, 
and it's fifty percent fan vote. That's that's how they get placed proportionally. So he got the players and the coaches, and they got the fans. Dame got the players and the and coaches Luka, by a long by shot, a long and Luca got the fans. So it sounds like and they just so need to restructure barely. how they the math on. But how then they again, do I don't think they need to restructure it because the All Star game, if it's we're just being, game. it's a fan game. It's about the fans. Well, it's for the saying. fans. So 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 I think it's a conversation question, that though. needs to be had. If I'm just using my pure basketball knowledge is somebody that's played the game is somebody that's covered the game and is somebody that's looking at what bo- both of those guys body of work this season yeah. yes I do believe Damian Lillard should be starting over Luca we talked about this last Makes week off what? I think Dame and and Steph based on my basketball knowledge based on me so having played Dame the game I do right think Damian yes. Lillard is better dude, than Luka Doncic right dude, now dude, yes I do I, I just want dude and that's no knock to either they're and, both and great even, fucking even from a historical even from a historical standpoint Damian Lillard has has performed at the the best performer in the All-Star game in a lot of ways the last 3 All-Star games in a row he was yeah the he's, NBA, he's produced a lot the in NBA those games. is being hamstrung by its own vapidness and fickleness in that they go well, whatever's the hottest thing going right now, well, that's what we're gonna we're gonna. I mean, Zion Williams, I get Zion Williamson is a is a he's killing it. By the way, eighteen plus points. In the, I mean, you can go on about the kid, but he's on the cover of this uh, NBA two K. That he just he just gets ju- all these young guys just get juiced so heavily. We could get deep into this conversation. Well, first I'm, round, first draft overall. No, yeah, well deserved. They're going to get it. Well deserved. Well deserved, Zion. Well deserved, Zion. I can't feel you on this, guys. Okay, okay, okay. All right. If he breaks his, hey, if he breaks his ankle and then never plays another game of basketball, then like it, you, we have another. Oh, game I don't make my decisions just, on if a guy breaks his I'm ankle just, dude, or I'm I'm just, I don't man. even bring that into those kinds of conversations. I know what you're saying. I don't. I don't base the future on unless somebody has a legitimate injury history. Let me cook for a second. Let me turn the camera. You need it. You need it. You cook. You ain't told me shut up and let me talk. Let me cook. Let me cook. What I'm saying is, is that like, if you look at the, if you look at the the All Star game to put the best, the NBA has a duty to put the best product on the floor. Luka Doncic won the fan votes by a marginal amount when the coaches and the players, the people that actually know the game. Uh, categorically agreed that Damian Lillard was the best possible choice for that. If the NBA was to stick to what they are supposed to do, and that is to put the best product on, to give the the bandwidth to the team and the players and the fans. I hate to, to put say the it. best product on the floor. Dame is friends with night. more of the NBA than Luca is, as we mentioned. Nine years age difference. A lot more of a veteran in the league. A lot more personal friends with these. Le- so if we really want to talk about it, it's like. It's expected that he gets that, it. And, no, no, no. Listen, oh, I'm sorry. saying from a players and coaches standpoint, from I would a peer ex- perspective. From a oh, peer perspective, you, I would, you would expect so it's to like, get those votes. Yeah, so I it's like I get the snub. Luca snubbed in that department, where I think the fact that Luca is international and the fan voting that's a snub on Dane's behalf. I think they both but have I mean, some. D- does that make sense? Yeah, though? no, like, I know what you're saying. That, but I think, but I think to go to to take the conversation further into like the Devin Booker situation, which it, you're right. The most egregious snub job that I've seen in recent history in, in terms of the All-Star game. And the reason why that is, because he must not have, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I'd be willing to bet my bottom dollar that he probably didn't get a lot of fan votes. Why do you think that is? Because people don't watch basketball games. Fans don't watch basketball. Shit, media personalities don't I'm watch I'm going to apologize to the uh, Dame right now you because... Know? because 
I, I still got to do some more research on Luca's uh, stats, but it looks like if I'm did the season start on February sixth. Around there, did that? No, it it's way sooner, right? December. December. It started like right okay, around see, Christmas. These ain't right now. These are only giving me from the sixth to the twenty third, and it's showing he's averaging twenty nine points and eight assists. So Dame is, yeah, crazy. It, yeah, he's going off. That's why I'm saying yeah. if he is averaging that this season, I take that back because I thought it was more like no, thirty four no, and four. I, I do if believe if he's doing eight assists a game, yeah, I mean, his stat line is pretty he's, comparable. He's literally carrying the Portland Trailblazers <laughs> right now in an insane way. He is carrying the Portland Trailblazers, carrying but but ultimately, but ultimately, yeah, I do think Dame was snubbed from being a starter because I thought he deserved it more. Now, like I said, a lot of people's argument is that the fan vote is whack for reasons that you just mentioned. <laughs> yeah. that the that but the weight numbers are dumb. Can I tell y'all Luka numbers? <laughs> I know you what. He's he's illy. Uh, I'm gonna tell y'all what. What do y'all think, Luka numbers? Probably like triple double, seven uh, straight up. A like near triple double. A that. near triple double. Thirty-two. Which, a near thirty-point triple double at that. Twenty-nine. Okay. Eight point six rebounds and nine assists. Yeah, that's a LeBron number. That's a that's and that's what somebody yeah. just told Those me. For LeBron him to have numbers. a LeBron stat line yeah. at twenty-one Those years old, it's impressive. It's it's impressive, and it's hard to call somebody. At 21, that's averaging a double, a triple double almost this early in the season. To yeah. say somebody that just speaks highly of how good Dame is for real. No, no to be doubt. honest, no doubt. It's just a, it sucks, and yeah. I've been there in similar positions where it's like you're a good player. It's just somebody that's really the shit that plays the same position. So you kind of got to take the back seat at times, and I think that only in times like this is where we see that. If they're playing each other, we know that they could go either way. We know one of them could hit the big shot. We know for the majority of the it, part, they're both carrying yeah. their team and have the ball in their hands in those big moments. It just, so it just the re- mean, it just it's hard to look at these numbers yeah, and call I, I them snug like as said, much as it is. Like That's why I said maybe for people like you who need to feel like the snub is more on the league, on him having the peers vote, and then I, it's like I just think it should be a different way that they pick. I, I mean, it used to be that... What did it used to be? It seemed to me, like, when, at least when I was a kid, that, like, you would see some pretty nice players coming up, but if their numbers were relatively similar, the veteran would get the nod. Because that's what the fans, at least at the time, wanted to see, you know? And well, I, I mean, think I, think that's gonna... a pure, I think that's a case, and I don't even think that the numbers are necessarily similar, but I think based on who this guy is, I think this is a part of the reason why Devin Booker was the biggest snub because I think undoubtedly he is the best player on the Phoenix Suns. Chris Paul made the all-star team. He should have made it over Devin Booker. I agree, but my point is that's that's feeding into what he's saying. Chris Paul's a veteran and he's been an all-star Ten times yeah, already, yeah. so it, he was able to get these votes and it, generate these votes because he, he is he, Chris Paul. His own teammate got him snubbed, in, in my opinion. It's weird, because, and that's I why mean, I think it was the biggest snub yeah, by far. Like yeah. I, I think Dame did get snubbed just because I personally think Dame should be starting over Luca based on both of those guys' bodies of bodies of work from statistics. I mean, combining statistics shares. and winning shares. I do think it's. It, I do uh, think, and uh. and you also got to remember, <laughs> Dame has lost. I'm trying to buy Dame, has, Dame has lost three consecutive games since that yeah, was announced I mean, as well, rough. and we haven't played that much of a and season. Luka so you brought up today's record. You brought up today's record 
But at the time, Dame was just on a six-game win streak, and, and they were sitting at top four in the West, right. and they were sitting pretty. But and we knew that was going to be done. <laughs> we knew that was going to a heart. We knew that. It's cool know, they dude. caught a couple I know, games. I, I know. Like I said, man, this man is averaging eight and nine along with, with 30, 30 points, bro. That's, That's crazy. crazy to me. Yeah, he's nuts. And, he's, and you he's can't nuts. call it a snub as much as it's an unfortunate event that, Dane, you're this freaking good. This phenomenal, and it's yeah, still Dame this young twenty-one-year-old. Seems like Dame is going to be victim to the uh, that's really all, good player in just a much better era, bro. That's all you I'm know? saying, I mean, I, bro. I, I don't want to condemn this man's whole career, <laughs> that's but it's like, that's what it's starting to look like. That's all know? I'm saying. This you, era man. is just crazy, bro. And we ain't seen this kind. Like we Never just watched Luca make two threes, six points in two possessions. That was crazy, Coldest. and still the deal. He can give you that. Yes, we've seen that. We, like, we can name the Dame. Get, but that's what I'm saying. In an all-star game, I think they both could give you a lot of the same. Dame's still going to come out and absolutely crush that And that's that what I'm game. saying. Dame's going to hit his design, It's a game designed that for It's an all-star game. He's going to shoot from the logo. Yeah, he's going to make gonna some threes. Down. He's hey, going to get hot. All right, left. let's cut the fluff. Do you think Luka is better than Dame? No. Okay. No. I think that's where I think no, that's where I the snub think, comes in. Yeah, for I just me. think no, I think no, no, and that's what I was that's what I was trying to he's get out of all of us no, that yeah. I think we've just seen so much more Dame that we could say, Oh, I don't think Dame is we've seen him do more than Luca just by default. Because he right does or wrong. Every single right or wrong. I, no, I've seen nights that it didn't go his way, but I'm just saying, you, like you said last time, we was watching the game off air. Dame has become so much of a high percentage player when it comes to that that you don't expect him to miss. You expect him to make it in those moments. Right. Luka is still becoming that. We've seen him lose some games. We've watched, we see, he got two game winners that's notable right yeah, now. Yeah, pretty guaranteed. Under his belt, you feel me? So, do I think he's a better all-around player? No, because I've seen so much more of Dame and what he can do. But when I look at the stat line and, and what I have seen of him, it's hard to just be like, Blatant snub, I, which is why I say I agree that Devin Booker's is yeah, way he's bigger. The bigger I, snub. I, 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 <laughs> he didn't even make the team. Yeah. I mean, I think that it. But, I think that it becomes more versus. I mean, I think it's something to watch because the NBA has is just not. I don't know. I mean, even with the handling of what the about what game, about it's just that the West is that good. It, what, what, that's not I in part know. of why Devin Booker got snubbed because we named a bunch of people. But the Anthony only Davis was on the roster over Devin Booker, and that's just objectively not nah. the right call. They in two different positions though. Or it doesn't matter. matter right it now? doesn't matter. Anthony it do Davis matter, right? Yeah. Anthony played. Davis should make an all-star team over Devin Booker. It do matter. You could have said Zion. Not this year. Maybe. Yeah, I think Zion, only sure. Chris Paul. I think, I think Chris Paul, Paul too. I give you Zion too, though. Actually, I'll take Zion. Devin Booker should have made the all-star game over Zion. Absolutely. But I thought the positions matter though. Like it does matter. It does matter. So y'all going out of the. I'm just saying based on him making the West guards is why he didn't make it. I thought that they took away the made for the reserves a couple of years ago. No, that was it. That was last year. He made it. Somebody got hurt and he came in and filled in. That Maybe they did something year. like that. Well, he he will be playing in this All Star game because Anthony Davis is injured, out. And, and that's injured. what I'm saying. So, he so will that's be how he's getting there right it, now. It's more so the selection part mm -hmm. of it. That well, he's going to take the path of Dame then. Devin Booker is because Dame's had to do that a couple of times. Absolutely. Take you know injured player spot. Chris Paul's even. I'm pretty sure. Absolutely. But <laughs> but but even with Devin Booker, you 
because Donovan Mitchell made it, deserved number one team no in doubt. the Western Conference. Agreed. Rudy Gobert, I would have said, I would have said Booker over Gobert, but Gobert plays for the number one team in the league right now. So yeah, Gobert, <laughs> but if, is a beast, yeah, I, a I don't, remem- I don't remember the reserve aspect of okay. it though. I only remember the Spartans. Devin Booker, a big part of the Sun's success, so that don't. Matter. Yeah, Devin Booker is yeah, that dude. He's that dude. Um, Oh, yeah, I do got to just bring up and mention a couple things I'll actually bring up and mention. One, um, yesterday was the the death date, uh, the one-year death date of Ahmaud Arbery. Um, I I think rest in peace. I just think that it has to be acknowledged. It would be kind of irresponsible for us not to acknowledge that, especially, especially just coming off the year that we came off of. And in a lot of ways, not to compare the two in any means, but in a lot of ways, George Floyd became the face of last year's social justice upri- uprisings that we saw internationally. But I do believe, if you look at the timeline, obviously Ahmad Arbery passed away in February. We didn't know about his story nationally until two weeks or so before George Floyd passed away. So like early May, early May is when Ahmaud Arbery became a national story. And then that was a huge storyline. And then two weeks later, three weeks later, less than a month later, ultimately we have this George Floyd situation come about. And that was just gruesome because that wasn't even with the gun. So I think that just made it even more gruesome. And George Floyd, one of his best friends, happened to be very famous as well, and Stephen Jackson. So the story blew up for all of the right reasons it was supposed to because it was just nasty treatment of both of them. But Ahmaud Arbery was that person who I think really kicked things off last year in regards to us seeing an unprecedented year in uprisings internationally for the Black Lives Matter movement and the fight against police brutality. Um, And I wish neither one of them got any credit for any of this because I wish they both were still here alive with us today. Yeah, I think Um, about that Ahmaud Arbery footage a lot of mm -hmm. when he just walks into the house and is just looking at the construction. Mm -hmm. Like, I've done that so many Bruh, times. Man, man, we used to run all up and through the model come homes on, in the neighborhood. All right, we, still we can't and even take a jog. Yeah, me? yeah. Like we used to, man, we've done I've done that so like we literally we literally as kids ran through model homes like as a hobby, an after school hobby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like Every day. where where nobody lived in these homes, sometimes the door would be unlocked and we would go in there and just do a bunch of stuff and we did it and we were we thought we were so innocent and we never even thought that that could lead to us being gunned down in the way that Ahmad Arbery was so rest in peace to Ahmad and then also I do want to give a quick shout out to the boy Simba man good performance last week yeah that was dope yeah live, awesome. live concert vibe it's one of yeah. the best ones I've seen I think virtual yeah, aesthetics yeah, and everything yeah yeah, yeah. yeah virtually it, it was great um you know I obviously I'm sure you've talked to him D-Boy since then I talked talk to, to him, him this morning yeah I talked to him about it a bit yesterday and you know we're all our own worst critics so he was more so speaking to me about the response was great yeah. And it, it actually yeah. it actually brought up something. Um, he said he got like three to four thousand new followers from it, and it brought up something that you told me in regards to man, how cool would it have been if he was able to go city to city and get that three to four thousand person response like Pilo did me. on the G Easy concert. Man, I was at the G Easy show with Pilo and G Easy back. We was in the we was kicking it. You feel me? Murder beats and all that. And and me and Pilo was kind of. 
a little bit behind like G and them as they was walking to go get prepared to perform. And he was just telling me like, man, I like Portland. He like, this shit cool. It was in Washington at the time, but he like, Shoreline it was so end. close. He like, I like it. Boom, boom. And we chopping it up. And ultimately he was like, man, the best part about this shit is all the people you meet and all the people you getting exposed to. And he was like, I'm getting X amount of thousand of followers per, per show. show. Yeah. On, with G, you know what I mean? You think about them high profile right. shows, 20, 30, 40,000 people. And he like, man, they, and, and it's like how G hyping him up. Like, this is my favorite rapper from the Bay, P-Lo. And then that. P-Lo so, is awesome. And this P-Lo is, is, at, and this is at, what dope. I would say. I would say g Easy not even at the climate of his career right now. He This was when g Easy had... Everything on yeah. lock. Me, he, myself, he and I. The, the, he had to grow Halsey. He was at the peak of his career, cuz. So for for me to know that, you know, Simba got three to 4,000 new followers just that day on a virtual show, I can only imagine. And we've watched his numbers grow exponentially yeah. over the past year or so with all the lobs and, and great uh, showcases that he's done. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. Something to that. And there's something to what he's doing, and, and he can definitely win off of that for, for us. Yeah, sure. absolutely. So I definitely wanted to give him... Another thing that, that was surprising, too, is that he said he hadn't performed in, like, four years. The last time oh, he I knew performed that. I knew that. was in Oregon when we, we used talked to about his shows. Critiques. I ain't going to get into it, yeah, but sure. we talked about what he felt like he would like to do better and where he can opportunities of growth from here as we all yeah and I, like I said not to get into the minor stuff but it was just interesting that he put on a great show from the outside looking in for him not to have performed in that long of a time yeah, like he put right. on a great show Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure um, on that note we're gonna leave y'all the only way that we know how and that is to stay woke and, and go, go in, in. Dude, I gotta tell you. Yeah, let me hear this story while we while I'm. I'm